Brett Finch about to join us. And if you didn't see, and why would you have been watching West versus South? So I, I flicked over to the league after the rugby finished, and I got about the last, I don't know, 20 minutes of the game, and it just had the most berserk ending going to Golden Point. Reynolds kicked a 50-metre field goal to... And that's a two-pointer these days. And that and that squared it up. He then missed a couple that he could have actually won the game with. Then it goes to Golden Point. And Sam Burgess, no. Tom Burgess. Tom Burgess. Dives over the, the line with the ball. And the referee's right there. And he says, oh, no, he's, he's dropped it. So this is, I'm not joking what happened. I'm going to play the audio in a second. So he drops it. So the whole place stands still. And one Tigers player picks the ball up while no one's looking. And then just hairs off the other end. Runs right under the black dot. Dots it down. The referee goes... Well, the ball's still in play. That's a try. Tigers win. Well, what was amazing is that no one chased the Tigers player because they were all celebrating yeah. Tom Burgess, yeah. convinced that he'd scored. Well, then the bunker went but back to it. Yeah, the and try did, awards yeah. to the Tigers. Yeah. But then the, the, you know, the bunker overturned it. And just watching the two coaching boxes as they... as they, <laughs> We've got it. We haven't... It's out. It's not... It, but, uh, uh. And they go shallow. Oh, yeah. Tom Burgess down the middle. Dane Laurie in his way. Tom Burgess! He's dropped it. He with a run for the ages and the put down. Tom Burgess grounds the ball in the end goal. We have a decision. There it is. They've done it. They've won it. Incredible. Brad Finch joins us. Three grand finals. Lost two and had the other one taken away from him. Finchie, before we get into anything else, even talking about the Warriors and St. George, that audio there last night. What a, just a, a mad finish. Yeah, it was crazy, mate. In all my years of watching footy or playing footy, I've never seen anything like that. It was going to be an emotional sort of twist for, for either team uh, with it, either way the result went. And we've seen the reaction on Michael McGuire's face, you know, like, Honestly, why would you want to be a first grade coach anyway? And then you add a then you add a finish into the, the game like that, and uh, such a roller coaster ride. And uh, big Tom Burgess, he uh, he got the ball down, and so the bunnies they uh, continue their good form. Well, I was I was gobsmacked from when Reynolds kicked the fifty meter uh, field goal, and you know that's worth two points these days. And it never looked like missing. I mean, he actually missed one that was probably easier, which he could have won the game in normal time. But what a kick! Yeah, and it's crazy in his interview after the game. That's all he, all he spoke about was the one he missed. Uh, he was kicking himself for that. But uh, some of these guys now that are kicking this two-point field goal and, and with the ease, uh, how they execute it, uh, it's quite uh, quite amazing, really. And Reynolds is, is the best exponent of it. He kicked the first two-point field goal. Uh, he got his second again last night. And uh, a lot of um, conjecture around his, his future there at South, whether he'll get the extra year in his contract. But he's in as good as form as ever. And uh, being the captain of the side, he's so important to that team. Finchie, how difficult is it to position yourself for a field goal? We watched the Warriors against Manly, so frustrating last week, just not being able to to get it. Is it something that you know that you know that sides actually actively practice? Yes, yeah, it's probably something just that the, the halfback would practice. Just you know, I, I'm pretty sure most front rowers wouldn't even uh, think about field goal practice during the week. But uh, just being able to position it, whether you know if you're a right foot kicker, 
you try to tend to get yourself to the left side of the post. So uh, when you get the ball, you, you're that right leg's uh, further away from sort of the markers. You know, that might give you an extra metre or two to, to try to kick the ball. But, you know, the further it out, the, the harder it is, obviously, to kick a, to kick a field goal. And, um, you know, the, the less time you sort of have. So um, execution is super important. And you've seen with the Reynolds kick, he was over towards the right side of the sideline. So... Not only did he have to cover the distance here, he had a bit of an angle too to, to uh, execute. He, he did it superbly. Um, we've seen kickers these days do it. They're, they're just quite amazing with the accuracy uh, and length they get on their kicks. And uh, clearly kick one as well on Friday night. They sunk the, the Broncos. And uh, all the good halfbacks now need to have that two-point field goal in their arsenal because, you know, you, you know, so many games now in the last couple of weeks have come down to it. Brett Finch, 270 games in the NRL with us. Origin as well that he played. Looking at that points table, Panthers, Souths, Eels, Storm, Roosters. Is it cream rising to the top already? Can we say that? Yeah, I certainly think you know, we're getting a good look at where most teams are. You know, you've got those couple of teams at the top that seem to be uh, at this stage a, a cut above the rest of them. Then there's a big chunk in the middle. And then we've sort of got those two or three teams down the bottom who, you know, have only had one win or have yet to register a win. So, you know, games like today for the Warriors, these are the really important ones they need to win because the Warriors and the Dragons, they're, you know, I think they're going to be in similar positions come to the end of the year to sort of be fighting out for a spot in that bottom four. And uh, there's no doubt that the top teams at the moment have, have been uh, a better class than the rest and certainly played better footy. But, um, you know, there's a big chuck in that next group and the Warriors are one of them. How do you explain the results, though, where Manly, I mean, maybe the Warriors kick-started their season, turn around and, and whip the Titans, who did the same to, to the Knights last week. And, the, you know, the Knights beat the Warriors, the Warriors beat the Titans. Go go figure that. Yeah, exactly, right. And the Titans, uh, they'll be really disappointed with their, with their result last night. They've been really consistent and started looking like a team who could really push themselves up into that top group. And they go all the way out the mudgy. I don't know if that the wineries before the game or something, but, geez, they didn't. They didn't look like the Titans have seen this year. And uh, with Tom Travojevic back for Manly, they were just superb. Blew Manly off the park. Uh, and you're right, Manly um, got the result over the Warriors last week, which I thought was a, quite an upset result. So, um, you know, that's the game of rugby league. If you don't turn up on, uh, with the right attitude and your best performance, anyone can win. Let's have a look at that Dragons-Warriors this afternoon. Dragons on a tear, lost to the Sharks in the first one, but beat the boys, beat Manly, beat the Knights, beat the Eels. They're four and one at the moment. And with the Warriors losing to Manly last week, which was just two points thrown away, I mean, I'm a bit of a pessimist here, but I, I, you know, I look at this Dragons game, and as early as it is in the season, Finchie, I'm thinking this has to be a must-win because next week is the Melbourne Storm, and you don't want to be sitting there at two and five, and that's how easy it could go. Yeah, and you're certainly right. And the, the Warriors have had a pretty good start to the season considering obviously Brownie's in there, uh, new coach. That again, they're away from home. I think they've been really good this year. Besides the Manly game last week, I thought they really dropped their standards with, with that, that performance. But other than that, they've been quite consistent. So uh, I, I totally agree with you. you. You need to win these games against these other teams that are sort of jostling for the same position as you. Uh, and the Dragons are one of them. They've really improved. They actually remind me a lot of uh, how the Warriors improved at the back end of last year under Tony Payton. You know, they're playing for each other. They look like a happy team. Everyone's working hard for each other and they, they get the right results. So uh, they're a really good game today. Just both teams play their best and it'll, uh, it'll certainly come down to the wire. Do you like the new six again rule? I mean, it's made the game incredibly fast, hasn't it? But there's, there's been quite a lot of blowouts. Is it is it working or does it need tweaking? Yeah, I think it does need a bit of tweaking. I think, I think sometimes they've made... Um, decisions on rules without understanding the consequences of those decisions. Now, 
you know, sometimes I look at a six-again rule and I think the referees get a bit of a free, like a leave pass here because they don't really need to explain some of these six-agains. You know, they buy six again or, you know, or wave the arm and, and you, you know, it's so quick you don't get a chance to challenge it. You don't get a chance to argue what was it for. I don't even reckon the players would know what some of the six-again rulings were actually ruled for because the, the, the game moves on so quickly. So, um, you know, and, and sometimes I think, too, if, if a defending team gives a penalty away, uh, gives a six getting away on the first tackle. There's no real advantage for the attacking team because you're only giving away one tackle. Um, so I think it does need tweaking. Uh, and sometimes, you know, instead of like when you used to get a penalty, you could kick for touch. The advantage was 50, 40, 50 metres. Where now, if you give a penalty away on the first tackle, it's just making one extra tackle. So I still think we need a bit of tweaking. And, and, and they've seen the, uh, the speed of the games has certainly uh, created plenty of tries. We've certainly created plenty of uh, blowout scores. Just going back to the Warriors, I've got to ask you, you know, you're talking about the number seven having to have this in the Arsenal. What are your impressions of Cody Nikarima? He's a real enigma here for Warriors fans and that we want him to be so much better than what he actually consistently shows or inconsistently yeah. shows. Yeah, I thought his first three or four weeks, he, he was superb. Um, and, and certainly last year, he was a, a key to that form at the back end of the season. Other Warriors was Cody's. Uh, Cody's potential of uh, playing his best. So if he's at his best, the Warriors are such a hard team to contend with. Uh, he, he, you know, his, his speed and footwork around those big lazy forwards of the opposition is key. Uh, and he plays off the offloads and, and the space their big forwards create. So there's no doubt Cody is the key. And, and when he's at his best, the Warriors have shown they win a lot of games. So uh, I thought he was really good the first couple of weeks. Last week is a bit off, but I guess the whole team uh, didn't play well last week. But if he can... Uh, if the force can create a bit of space for him and give him a bit of time um, to use his running game, I think he, uh, the Warriors can go all the way today. Brad Finch is with us, and then you got what looks like the wooden spoon between the Cowboys and the Dogs. And I, what the hell is going on with that Bulldogs side? It just, it just is yeah. in such a rut. They're like the New York Jets in the NFL. They just can't seem to get out of it. Yeah, it's sort of funny. You can sort of look at you know the way teams are going, and you sort of see areas where you think the team could improve, but. Uh, I look at the dogs and I just don't know, you know, if I was the coach, what I could say or what, I, what I'd do to try and improve them. I think they're trying hard. I thought they brought a lot of good players in the off season, but you know they went for three or four weeks there without scoring a try. So, um, you know, another tough one up there today. It's a chance for them to get a win against the Cowboys, and obviously the Cowboys were looking to uh, make it two in a row off a tough, tough start for themselves as well. You played under Bellamy. This is Brett Finch with us. You played under Bellamy and Ricky Stewart, two of the best modern-day coaches in the game. Did you enjoy playing under them at the time, or is it something that you look back and you reflect on more positively later in life? Oh, no. Craig Bellamy's the greatest coach I've ever played under. I loved every minute in Melbourne. Uh, and Ricky was great as well. I guess with Ricky at the Roosters, there was a lot of pressure uh, being a part of the Roosters in Sydney. Um and when we were going good, it was great. You know, for the first few years, they were making grand finals. The last couple of years was tough, and I really felt the pressure. I was a lot younger than I was in my early 20s. When when I went down to Melbourne, you're sort of down there. It's AFL territory down there. And, and I was sort of uh, in my early 30s, late 20s. So I was in a lot better position to handle uh, the rigours of first grade. So there's no doubt my time under Craig was the best part of my career. And still close to Craig today. You know, and I retired seven years ago. So I think he's the best coach there is, and he's certainly a special guy. What happened to the TV thing, mate? You're doing so good on TV. Loved you on the TV. What happened? Well, yeah, I don't know. Fox were going through a few changes. There's a few of us that moved on. Uh, myself, Andy Raymond, uh, Mark Gazzini, they just decided to go in another direction. So 
Um, that was fun. I didn't mind it on the TV. All of a sudden, you're an expert, which is good. So, <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, you can say what you want and you don't have to be accountable. But uh, I enjoyed that. But I've done some other stuff now. I've got the podcast, uh, Breakfast Uncensored, which is which is great. Just uh, interviewing guys throughout the game, past and present. So certainly enjoying that right now. Well, you never won the grand final, but you did something absolutely amazing for all us New South Wales Origin fans. And I'm going to take you back to 2006, mate. 32 metres out from the line, last tackle, Finch. Finch takes the shot. It's got the He's hole. Got yes. It's got the leg. I think yes. it's there. Yes, it's there. Brett Finch, the hero. He has kicked the field goal. 17-16 in favour of the Blues. I hope you don't have to buy a beer for the rest of your life in New South Wales, mate, because I hate that Queensland. Those kind of moments just must be that just must be such a thrill. Yeah, and it is, mate. Sort of that sort of snapshot, that that moment, the the, uh, the feeling of the adrenaline rush was uh, was undescri- indescribable and something I never, I don't think I could ever experience to get anywhere else in life. So, uh, especially as a kid, you grow up watching those sort of games, and in the background, you, uh, in the backyard, you pretend that you're in those positions and. Um, you know, you want to play in that big stage. So uh, to live that out was a huge moment. Um, you know, I didn't play too many games for the Blues, but uh, sort of lucky enough to have my own little piece of the origin pie, so to speak. And, and certainly, you know, you feel proud that you can, um, you know, give your family that experience too, because they ride the, ride the roller coaster throughout your career as well. DRS. Thank you, Finchie. Brett Finch with us. 270 games in the NRL. Played another 60 for the Wigan Warriors.